0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with me, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Akron, Ohio, where right now it's the seventh month, the 11th day of 2022. And I, you know, cannot believe just how quickly the year has gone by. I mean, in another couple of weeks, it'll be August. Uh, you know, I just remembered us coming into 2022 at the beginning of the year now we're you know a little bit more than halfway through the year already which is amazing um i hope everyone's language learning is going well um i've been kind of taking a hiatus a little bit from language learning to focus on other um, interests of mine but i will be getting back to it at some point um i want to thank you guys for continuing to listen to review, to share the podcast with anyone who loves language learning. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to talk about today. But I've been, you know, searching the web and, you know, reading people's posts about um, different topics and and different things that have come up in language learning. And a couple of things have come up. Um, One, um, you know, how fluent are you when you say you're fluent in a language, you know, and should you or should you not uh, post, you know, everything about your language learning journey out on the World Wide Web for everybody to know? Or should you just hold back and share what you want to share? Um, or are you learning the language too quickly Or are you just taking your good old time with it? So I'm going to talk about these topics in this episode today because for some reason I just feel like these topics need to be addressed. And I know my good friend Richard Simcut from um, SpeakingFluently.com had... um, brought up the topic this weekend of learning languages quickly and um, on his YouTube channel this Sunday, this past Sunday. So I thought I would talk about that myself too and give my, my ideas about, you know, learning languages quickly and if you could retain the information or, you know, give my insight on how I did it. And if I even remembered any of it. Um, but before I get into any of that, I want to thank Anchor. I want to thank Spotify. Because without them, I wouldn't be able to do this show every single week. Um, also, I, you know, I want to thank utalk.com and um, Dick Howards and Brian Lusuma on the team at, at, at UTalk. And I also want to thank Innovative Language Learning, and I also want to thank the Michelle Thomas people, Sarah Cole, and the people at Hooter and Stoughton for our continued partnership. Um, So, yeah, if you guys want to get 35% off of any of the Michelle Thomas Foundation courses, you could just go to michelthomas.com and type in the promotional code A-F-M-T-C-H-N and you'll be able to get $35 off of the foundation courses that the Michelle Thomas people have to offer. Um, It's all audio-based. And, you know, you start taking your first steps into being able to successfully speak a language from day one in a very calm and stress-free manner. But if you want a gamified approach, you can get 20% off by typing in the um, search bar UTA period LK slash CHENELLE. And you will be able to get 20% off any of the 146, 47 courses that UTalk.com has to offer. Um, and then if you want to get, um, 20% off a premium subscription or a basic subscription to InnovativeLanguage.com, any of the 34 languages, I will put a, um, link in the show notes to get you started. it would be difficult for me to put all 34 links up. So if anybody wants a particular language that they want to study from that particular catalog of languages, just send me a voicemail message at anchor slash Chanel Patrice Hancock, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E-H-A-N-C-L-C-K. And I'll be able to... Um, send you a link to the language that you would like because there's 34 languages ranging from Arabic, Bulgarian, Indonesian, Thai, Russian, Spanish, Persian, um, Hindi, Greek, those are just the name a few, <laughs> you know, so, um, and they have... A lot of um you know languages if you're a visual learner it helps if you're an audio learner it also helps it's very accessible with screen readers and they have a really great customer service um team as well so um headed up by my good friend um, stacy Johnson shout out to stacy um and i just like to say, you know, I love teaming with these three companies to bring language learning to the masses of people out there. So thank you so much. And now it's to the episode. Um, You know, I'm going to be honest. Rushing um, to try to learn a language in a very rapid pace is not advisable. By any means. Unless you have to do a job in two months. That's the only re- the reason you should be trying to learn a language at a very fast pace. Or you have six months because you have to be sent to Honduras somewhere. So you have to know Spanish. Like, you know, muy rápido. Uh, otherwise, I don't even advise it. Because it's not something that you want to do. You're not going to remember all that information um, like from the get-go. You're just not. And to be honest, I know for experience, I actually learned A1, I kid you not, A1 Cantonese in six weeks using the Mango app. Now, I am not... Uh, affiliated with Mango. I um, just want everybody to know that. I have to put a little bit of disclaimer out there. Um, Because, um, you know, I love using their products. However, I'm not affiliated with them. But I'm mentioning them as an example because they have um, a Cantonese course. And I wanted to learn an Asian language. And I wanted to be able to order food from a Chinese restaurant. So I decided I'm going to learn Cantonese. And it was a little bit more easier for me to pick up the Mandarin. And I just wanted to be a little bit different. So I decided to do Cantonese because Cantonese was one of the oldest dialects of of, of Chinese out there. So I did it in six weeks. But I started out by... Doing a lesson a day and then the next day I would repeat the same lesson to reinforce what it was that I had already learned. And then I went on to the next lesson and I did this until I got to the point where I had acquired so much information by the end of the first week that I decided to do like two chapters at a time because it was, you know, I... Had gotten into a rhythm by this time, a pattern of, of doing it, and I just did like you know thirty minutes and I utilized it. I started speaking it and and using it and I was by the end of the six weeks, I had finished all ten chapters, and I picked up the phone after I had finished, and I had called a local Chinese restaurant, and I started speaking into them in Cantonese. And they spoke Mandarin, but they still understood what I said, and I tried to order barbecue beef bun, which is a Chinese delicacy, a Cantonese delicacy um, in Hong Kong. Well they didn't serve it here in Akron at this particular restaurant. So I went and I ordered um, some sesame chicken with some fried rice, and she told me to continue um, practicing my Cantonese and improving on it because I—I I, she wants to know how long did it take me to learn what I learned, and I said six weeks, and she was like, "That's amazing," and so, you know, if you have a goal in mind as to what you want to use the language for, like I did in the case of me ordering food at a a a, a Chinese restaurant, then that's something to work towards. Well. I had learned how to order food, I had learned how to give directions, I had learned your basic readings and where I'm from and and all these types of things that you would, you know, introductory level um, Cantonese. And I still remember a lot of it. However, I haven't used it in a couple years. So then I decided I'm going to take this to another level. Let's see if I can use the same course, but to learn Hindi. So instead of six weeks, I did it in six days. Now, this was the difference. I had I was so into Hindi that I didn't use the same method that I used before. I just did all ten chapters in like six days. I couldn't put it down. However, until this day, if someone spoke it, I can understand what you said, but I can't use any of it. And that was because I crammed everything into my head without thinking about, oh, I'm not going to be able to retain this. So because I wasn't able to retain it, you know, I have to go back at some point and I have to go and, um, you know, relearn it. Which is not going to be a problem for me at all. But I learned my lesson. You know, I, I rushed into what I was doing so much so that I didn't think about I might not be able to retain this. And I didn't. And you know, okay, that told me right there that I need to go back to the method that I used when I learned Cantonese. You know, a lesson a day and then build from there. Because trying to cram 10 chapters worth of information into your head in 6 days. I didn't have a goal as to what I was using it for. I just thought it was cool. So I just did it. And it did not work. So I would advise that you take your time. Don't rush. Set a time frame as to what what small goal you want to achieve in like a month and a half and if you can achieve that then go on to another another goal with that language that way you're building upon what you've already learned and to be honest this actually does work um right now i'm in the middle of cooking and um so let's just say I had to reset my um new wave frio because I have some garlic french fries in the new wave frio cooking as we speak. But back to um what I was saying before before I digressed. Um, yeah you want to make sure that you can build on what it is that you're learning. You know, learn a section, learn learn some vocabulary, learn some phrases. Practice it every day. Try to have a conversation with yourself. Record yourself. You know, use um, your voice recorder and then post it. You know, mm-hmm. Twitter has a voice mode where you can speak into it and and see if anyone can understand what you're saying and get feedback that way. I, I do that all the time because I'm an auditory learner. And so, um, you know, that does work. Now, in regards to... Um, you know, what level do you speak at in regards to, you know, uh, whatever language or series of languages you're learning? Well, if you're setting a goal, like I want to get to be one by the end of the year, you can achieve that with a half an hour every day. You know, take the weekend off, do five days, you'll, you'll be good. And then the better you get at it, the more time you can put five, 10, 15 minutes on it until you get to an hour. And if you do that you know that's five hours a week that's twenty hours a month, you know that adds up so by the time five months comes, you would have had a hundred hours in you would' have had about two hundred and forty hours worth of a language in um and that's a lot that's a a lot but it's that's a good thing that that would show a lot of improvement um on your part you know and you might it might take you a minute to get to where you want to be with whatever language it is you're trying to get to but you're you're doing it you know and and to be honest like Unless you have a job that you're going to be going to that's overseas or you're, you're, you know, um, you're trying to write a thesis in the language, you're studying it and, you know, for academia, which by that point, you should be at least at a B2, which is the upper intermediate level, going to mastery. Um, And, you know, you should be able to be comfortable in the language to where you can use it freely. And you're still making some mistakes. You can read and write in the language and understand what's being said at that level. You know, so when, when, it, when it comes down to it, um, you would be able to study like at a low intermediate level. You would be able to go to school. And then, you know, to be able to work in that language, you would at least have to have a C1, C2. And that's mastery of it. Without hardly any mistakes, and that takes time that takes some years, depending on how much time you have, depending on you know um, how many hours in the day that you have to, to devote to it um, that that's kind of important now, when it comes down to okay, I'm studying this language. well, okay, if you're studying a language. Don't put a guilt trip on yourself because you got people that's going to be very critical. you got native speakers that's going to be critical. And now a lot of that is quite, you know, to me personally, is annoying as hell. Because we're not native speakers of the language that we're studying, our series of languages that we're studying. So, you know, for someone to try to say, you know, be critical of every mistake that you make, well, okay, uh, we can be critical of... If you're studying English as a prime example, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people are studying English at the moment, and they make a lot of grammar mistakes when it comes to speaking and writing, and we as Americans, we're, you know, we're kind of, we don't want to step on anybody's toes or offend anyone, and so therefore we try not to... Be too critical of people when they're speaking, um, you know, when they're trying to speak. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is listening. A lot of it's listening to people talk because everyone that speaks English is not British or Australian or Canadian or, um, you know, they're not from New Zealand. Um, Even if you're in the United States, you have people that have different accents. Um, from all over the United States. And so, I mean, I'm going to be honest for me as an African American woman, you're going to have people that are, um, 100%, you know, sometimes hard to understand and they're speaking English, but that's because they have a thick accent. And because of that, you know, you're just like, okay, can you repeat that again? And a lot of that is because you want to make sure that you're uh, understanding everything that's being said. Because a lot of times people that are native speakers cut off the ends of their words. They swallow the ends of their words. And so therefore, it can be difficult to understand what they're saying. And that's even for native speakers of, of the target of the language for which you're studying or just English in general. You know, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, just because someone is a native speaker of a language. Yes, they might have learned how to speak it. They might not have learned how to read and write and understand it. But sometimes you have people that are more uh, math and science oriented. You know, their brain is more math and science based. And so they're not the greatest at the subject of English. But... They are, you know, um, some people aren't. I, I know plenty of people. They, they have, they're extremely creative and they're extremely um, technological savvy. But when it comes down to English, they suck, and, and they even admit that they suck. But I'm to put a positive spin on it. I was like, well, maybe it's just not your favorite subject. Because I can tell you math isn't my favorite subject. But I, I know how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> so, I mean, there are subjects that you're not going to be the best at. You're going to be able to get by, but you're not going to be the best at. And, you know, I'm more... Now, I've gotten better with math as I've gotten older. But I don't do algebra or trigonometry, geometry, calculus, or physics. I don't need it. You know, I'm not in a field where I need those types of maths on a daily basis. I have basic math skills. And that's fine because, guess what? Addition, subtraction, multiplication, fractions, um, division. All that comes in handy... When you're sitting there and, um, you know, you're having to balance your checkbook. You're having to balance your bills. You're having to do taxes, things of that nature. You're having, you know, to run a business. You're going to have those basic math skills. Now, if you're trying to become a a nuclear physicist, then you're going to need the rest of it. (laughs) And, but that's just something that, you know, people have their strengths. And their weaknesses when it comes down to different subjects, but that doesn't mean that because you're a native speaker that you can teach the language. not everybody can and sometimes you know a person can study something like Russian for like two or three years and be very good at explaining how to how to learn it better than the native speaker you know, and I mean that's vice versa even for english so Uh, You know, I tell people all the time, you know, when someone's posting a post and they're trying to write out for the first time a sentence, don't be so harsh, you know, because they're not supposed to be perfect. But this is what is taught in the back of people's minds, you know, uh, that that English is not their first language. You need to be perfect. Well, no, I don't need to be perfect at Spanish or Russian or French. There's no such thing. No one's perfect. Native speakers of any language are not perfect. They make, they make grammatical mistakes every day when they're sitting there and they're um, speaking their own language. So why would you put that much pressure on a, somebody that's not even from your own country learning your language for? I mean English native speakers don't even do that to foreigners. We just don't. That's a no-no. But I I saw someone on uh, Twitter earlier, and they're learning Korean, and they and they they pretty much are kind of you know downing their abilities a little bit because you know you have a few native speakers that's on Twitter criticizing them because their writing isn't that great, and then it was like, well, my speaking isn't that great either, and I'm still enjoying the process of learning. So why are you being so harsh for? And, it, and to me, it's like, okay, the old um, saying that's out, that's been out there for years and years, if you have nothing nice to say, please don't say anything at all. Um, and that, that does even uh, equivocate to uh, language learning, because we, we all love this thing called learning Period. And I like to learn all kinds of things, not just languages. And right now, you know, um, I just became vegan uh, six months ago on the first of um, January of this year. And so for me personally, I'm quite happy about the idea that I've, you know, I'm now... um, uh, transitioning to a new way of, of, of being and eating. And I'm, I'm learning about different, you know, um, the environment and, and animal preservation and, you know, sustainability. And I mean, there are things that I'm learning about in regards to different vegetables and fruits and grains and, you know, what's good for you as a vegan and what's not. And, you know, having people read labels for me since I can't read the labels and, you know, the ingredients and stuff. And, you know, I'm going into clothing stores and asking what it's the belt made out of and where did it come from. And so I'm getting a whole new education on veganism and I'm making vegan friends. And, you know, I'm cooking my friends and family vegan food and they're enjoying it. So I'm going on a totally different journey than I was a year ago. And I mean, it, it has changed my life for the better. And, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm just, things with me personally are just, they're going very well. I I retired my old guy, Dog Bono, like, almost two months ago, and I have a new one named Murdoch now, that's three years old in a yellow lab. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm bonding with him, and so, I mean, there's just a lot of good things that are happening for me, personally in my private life, and I still dabble in language learning, um, it's just right now, you know, I'm so big on the whole veganism situation, I might actually incorporate it into my language learning and pick, you know, Arabic and Russian and French in order to learn the different terminologies for, you know, talking about sustainability and veganism and, and so forth and so on in those languages, Um, you know, to increase my knowledge base, um, as a language learner. And, you know, I've even gone as far as to, you know, I stopped following certain people. I stopped, um, commenting on everybody's post all the time. You know, I just took 2022 for Chanel and it's, it's coming out to be a great experience for me overall because, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years old now. And I kind of feel personally I need to be able to, you know, do me and be me and live my best life. And um, that means more to me than anything. And, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's one of those things where I sit back and I say to myself, you know, language learning is is great, but then you have to ask yourself, why are you still doing it even seven years later? And I'm doing it because I enjoy it. But I've come to understand now, um, like I read someone's post, and they actually said something that made some sense. They said, if you're going to learn something, don't rush it. Take your time and enjoy the process, like I always say. And, you know, find those people that enjoy things and other hobbies that you have other interests with. In order for you to, you know, um, enjoy, you know, their culture. So if you're Russian, for instance, which I love dearly. In French, which I love dearly. In Arabic, which I love dearly. You know, I, I just got... Um, I'm almost done watching season two of El Heba. I have two more seasons left to go. In order for me to be able to say that I watched all four seasons of El Heba. It finally came on Netflix. And, you know, it, it helps me with my Arabic. Now, mind you... Um, I do have, um, English subtitles because, you know, I, I want to, um, you know, watch the show and enjoy it and I'm really enjoying it and it's great. I mean, I even joined an Habba group on Facebook. So, for me personally, it's like, you can dabble in as many languages that you like, you know, if you can say a few things in this language and that, that's wonderful. I mean, that's, you have to do you. You can't compare yourself to everybody else. And, you know, I, I did suffer for a time with the whole um, um, uh, feeling like an imposter um, and having imposter syndrome a little bit. I think we all do from time to time. Because, you know, I realized these people, it took them a long time to learn what they've learned. Now, mind you, yes, I had to come to understand that people are people and that every language learner is different. But I also realized that a lot of people that get sucked up into the environment of language learning, it's like, okay, are you doing it because you want to benefit something out of it? You want to improve your life in some kind of way, which is a great thing because I find with language learning, my culinary skills have gotten better because... I learned a lot of Arabic due to me, um, learning how to cook a lot of Lebanese and Egyptian food, for example. Then I learned, um, you know, a lot more French because I watched the news in French, you know, and it had different, um, interviews that were talking about different topics. And I learned a lot. Now I'm, I'm reading, like, listening to, like, different French, um, YouTube, um, series, um, content creators talking about the royal family of the house of Grimaldi of Monaco. And they speak French over there. So I'm interested in that. So I'm wanting to approve my French so I can do that. And, you know, my Russian is, is still here. Uh, I haven't spoken it in a while, but I still love it. And I still watch stuff in Russian from time to time. Um, So, you know, I'm just taking my process of language learning to a different level. And I'm enjoying it for me. It's not to impress anybody. It's not to um, make anybody feel terrible about themselves. Because guess what? We're all on the same boat. We're all at different levels in our language learning. I think the only thing I don't like is when I see these clickbait YouTube videos talking about I learned Arabic in a month. When all you learned in a month was how to introduce yourself and tell what you do for a living and your family, which, which that's an accomplishment, and I'm not knocking that. But when you sit there and you say you learned Arabic in a month, and that's not, it's not even true, you learned some Arabic. That's being a little bit prestigious, and it's also misleading people to think, that you became fluent in the language in a month when in fact that's not even the case. I mean, yes, the person actually did break down in the video, but they weren't, you know, they, I think they did it so they can get more views. I truly do believe that. And a, a lot of people do that. And, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, are you doing this because you like to educate your followers or show them your whole entire, you know, um, uh, I don't know your, what's going on with you as far as your personal life and language learning and how that correlates with each other which is great but to put that is a little bit misleading because a lot of people are going to click it and be like oh well she really didn't she just learned this much I would rather be honest with my um, my listeners than to mislead them And, I mean, you know... I just... I don't know. I have have problems with that. Um, But to each his own, of course. You know, and, I mean... I know that... um, One of my good friends ended their podcast... uh, At the end of May. And I was sad to see that. Because they had some really great content. Um, However, I... You know, I did a um episode about that and this is episode 270 by the way so you know I'm 30 episodes out from 300 and I'm hoping to get those 30 episodes in before um the end of the year which would be great for me so you know if you guys have any ideas for episodes or people you want me to interview just Go to anchor slash Chanel Patrice Hancock and leave me a voicemail message. And I will try to find the person. Uh, I know I still want to interview um, uh, Lucas Spaghetti uh, of Language Boost. So I'm still trying to get him. Um, And we've been talking back and forth for like the past four years. So, um, yeah. I... um, Just want to say thank you to everybody because you guys sit there and you listen to what I have to say and you know I I I really appreciate that I mean I'm only two states away Wyoming and Idaho and I'll have all 50 states and I hope to have that before the end of the year or even the end of the summer um you know I'm at 128 countries almost 130 countries I'm only like 67 countries away from uh, having all 195. And I'm hoping to have 195 before the end of the year is out. That is my goal um, for the most part. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, whether you learn a language fast or whether you take your time like a snail, it's your own journey. Remember that? Don't try to compare yourself to me or anybody else because God knows it took me 16 months to learn Spanish when I was in college over 22 years ago. It took me two and a half years with minimum resources to learn Russian, but I did it every single day, you know. And it wasn't hard for me to pick up certain other languages, even if it was at the beginning stages, because the more languages you learn, the faster the... um, You can learn them because you have other languages to go off of depending on what language it is that you're learning. So, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the rest of your month. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Uh, Remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Um, Enjoy the podcast. And I'll see you guys. In the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast, au revoir tout le monde, balshaya spicy basim, Shikwan kalivad, mais salamé, bye.